Aaron, a tough night here. Did we make hard work of that? Oh, I mean, the end result, obviously, your 2-1 hockey game there with a penalty kill in the last three minutes makes makes it a little bit of hard work, I guess. Um, but the reality was, you know, we had 54 shots tonight against their 18. We dominated play. We created chances. We just couldn't find the back of the net. And, you know, one of those nights where um, we could have ran away with that hockey game and their goalie stood on his head and kept them in it and gave them a chance. And, you know... You know, if you're going to have nights like that. You know, I'm more. I would be more worried if we weren't getting opportunities, and you know, we felt like the, it was an even game. So, um, but I thought we did a good job tonight, and, and just just didn't bury. Yeah. Does it get frustrating on the bench when you have so much pressure? I don't think so. Um, you know, it's it's not an easy game, <laughs> to be fair. And I thought the guys really played pretty well for most of the 60 tonight, and couple times you know we, we turn a puck over there to, they make it 2-1 and then like I said you know you, you take a penalty um in the last couple minutes there and, and you got to kill a penalty to win a hockey game but that kill's been great and found a way. Danielson back in the lineup tonight what did you make of his first night back? Yeah it's great to have him back obviously he's he's big and physical and and creates a different dimension to us he was rusty for sure um it's gonna take him some time to get back into the game flow of things but you know it's it's great to have him. And what do you expect tomorrow night in five? Yeah, same thing. You know what I mean? I think uh, we'll, we'll be ready to play and, and hopefully, um, you know, create some chances and find the back of the net and, and come home on a four-point weekend. Okay, we wish you well. Thank you. That's uh, Steelers head coach Aaron Fox. And this is our first podcast. We're back at it again. Jonathan, good to see you. It's we, good, it's we good to be back. <laughs> yeah, we've been separated for far too long, we David. Have, we uh, have indeed. Nice to be allowed back uh, back on the bench to do these sort of things. Oh, I'm in fact just checking to see if we're recording. I've almost forgotten how to do this. Um, great to get the two points. We get another two points hopefully um, tomorrow and uh, and things will be on track. But it was a little painful at times tonight. We had so much of it, but it wasn't a desperate game, was it? No, from about the 15th minute onwards, we, we Steelers have gone 2-0 up. And from then through till the end, I, don't, I didn't enjoy that game at all. I just sort of thought, well, if you were scripting a perfect Steelers night, you'd have them going two up early and being in control of the game. But then when the third goal didn't come, the longer the third goal didn't come, the more you thought, I haven't put this one away yet. We're playing with fire a little bit here. And then to, uh, to concede the goal and then to... You know, have that penalty to kill right at the end, and then the empty netter. Um, it was much more stressful than it than it really needed to be. Um, you had that kind of art in your mouth a little bit yeah, when they it, scored. It, 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 was from, gonna... uh, it was far from a vintage Steelers yeah. performance, or even a typical Steelers performance. When the Steelers have won close games, we've always felt in control that the Steelers trust that. Yeah, we're going to see this one out. No worries. That was plenty of worries for me tonight. Maybe this you... shouldn't have been. Maybe five. You know, just didn't have the horses tonight being as short-handed as they were. And sometimes that makes it worse, doesn't it? Because you, you think in your own head, hello, it's going to be a bit of an easy night. And maybe the players think it's going to be a bit of a point night. Dowdy doesn't think perhaps he's going to get one. He thinks he's going to get two. And everybody's a little bit the same. And, and then, of course, you overplay things, longer passes, stretch passes, and it doesn't come off and away you go. Well, look back to the cup game against Fife and that burst in the third period to make it 5-1 and you know, kind of put the tie to bed and you were thinking, well, against a team that's icing 4D men, that tiredness will kick in in the third, but it didn't seem like it did. Um, the Flyers sort of managed their energy well throughout the game and, uh, you know, they weren't sort of forced back any more in the third period than they had been in the first or the second. 
We've heard off the coach. Let's uh, go and grab uh, Carter. Um, your thoughts on that one? Uh, yeah, it was a weird one. Uh, Owen, I thought, on their end, played a really good game. Uh, I mean, I think we dominated time on attack and uh, offensive zone possession time. But, uh, you know, he stood on, our, stood on his head. Um, you know, there's some... We let, we let them stick around a little bit, but all in all, I think uh, we were kind of in control all night and, uh, you know, got the job done in the end. I just said to Jonathan, sometimes when you come into a game thinking, hello, they've just been beaten down in Cardiff, they've only got four defencemen, it could be point night, it could... Do you think that sometimes plays mentally or do you try and get that out of the players' heads beforehand? For sure it does, I think, and that is something that Foxy and I try to, uh, you know, get out of their heads and, you know, stress that, you know, it's not going to be an easy night. And I think for the most part, you know, we did a pretty good job and I don't think... But every once in a while you do see where that creeps in to the game a little bit. And then it's just a matter of, you know, when that happens, it's just kind of correcting the ship, correcting the course and getting back to work. No Davey Phillips tonight, so a couple of new sort of defensive pairings. How did you make the decision to go with Mosey with Saxon Danielson? Uh, You know, Mosey's just been such a versatile player for us all year. You know, he's playing all over the place, different guys, forward, D, Foxy will take him for a shift as a forward, I'll take him back as a shift on a D. So we knew Mosey can slot anywhere. Um, Saxy's been playing... You know, or Saxy's first game back, I thought, you know, he's he, he he was pretty rusty tonight. You know, there was times of that, but I think he got better as the game went on. That's only natural, though, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It was expected. You know, we, it's his first game in, I don't know, two two months, over two months now. So that was that was expected. And then Jonesy, he's played with Kev in the past, uh, you know, when, I, when I've had to go down to five defensemen. And, you know, guys are playing with different guys. Jonesy gets spotted in with Kev Lott. So there's chemistry there, you know, to be built on. And also Jonesy, I think, has been playing pretty well lately. So it was a, it was a good opportunity for him to, you know, see, see how he plays with some other players. Um, but, you know, all our, our, all our D, you know, good game tonight. We miss Davey, obviously. He's, he's been have, having such a good year for us. But, you know, it's good to have uh, still, you know, Mosey. When, when Mosey's back for us, he's been great. And good to have Saxy back as well. Same lineup tomorrow, pretty much? Yeah, more or less. I, I, I haven't talked to uh, the, the physio room, so knock on wood, but uh, that's, as of right now, I think that's the plan. We're going to find out for you. We'll yeah, bring you back to the news. Yeah, we're, going, we're, going to, we're going to have a walk. After and see you. On your way home, give yeah, us a call. Exactly. Yeah, give us a ring. Everybody listens. That's Carter Best and Wills. Um, here is the physio walking uh, towards us. I don't think we're going to get any words out of her. And ever Mosey's seen us. And quickly remembered what this means, so he's darted off. Let's go into the uh, aforementioned physio room. They're all working out. They're all working out. Let's go and grab Saxy. He's on the uh, the bike. Sax is interviewing someone. Sax is interviewing Bob. <laughs> yeah. Saxy, uh, how does he feel to be back? That was really good. Very uh, nice feeling, and uh, I've been waiting for over yeah two months now for this this day so uh yeah it's a great feeling coming back and a lot of people in the stands and uh, a win yeah nice. did you get the butterflies yeah actually today i was uh, a little bit nervous yeah uh, it was a good feeling actually uh makes you feel sharp and uh yeah i was uh yeah i was a little nervous yeah when you're playing your first game back after a, a long time out of the lineup do you adjust your game at all and try and play things a little bit safer and just till you're back into the flow and the rhythm? Yeah, I was thinking before the game that I was a little bit too excited, so I tried to like calm myself down a little bit. But uh, obviously, uh, 
I played over two periods without getting a penalty, so that's a, start. <laughs> that's that's good. a good start. You got a great cheer when you were announced onto the ice at the start of the game. That must be a nice feeling. Yeah, that was uh, really nice. That's uh, when I've been doing all the boring rehab work and spending all this time on on the spinning bikes and in the in the gym. That's that's the thought I've I've been uh, thinking of to to like keep keep myself motivated and. Uh, yeah, looking forward to that chair. That's nice. Huge reception as well at the beginning of the game. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Uh, made me feel really good, and I really appreciate that. That's for sure. Okay, good looking five tomorrow. Sam's stretching, and he's looking at his phone, checking his tweets. The big fella did well coming back after so long, off, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He was. Uh, I felt like he got better when the as the game went on too. He obviously started getting more comfortable, started jumping up in the place. So. No, it's good to have him back, and it's a good morale booster. Yeah, they made it tight for us at the end there, didn't they? I thought they played a good game tonight. I thought they had their forward Im- some of their forward imports back, which I think really helped. Um, and I thought they played solid defensively. They were short-benched. Short um, they kept us to the outside, and I thought Owen played really, really well. well. You put him on the saves of the week with that chance in the third period. Yeah, I don't want to talk. Every time I'm on this podcast, we're talking about a backdoor I miss. So let's, uh, we'll, we'll avoid that one for today. Okay. <laughs> Going up there tomorrow, you know better than anybody. It's going to be tough as well, isn't it? I know they're on the back of a three and three. They're down to four D, but it's not going to be easy up there. No, it's not. Like there, uh, that barn is one where if they have a good first period or first little bit, their uh, their fans can rally around them, and it could be a hard place to play. Um, I think you know the last time I was up there playing Sheffield, we won one against you guys, and it was just the fans coming around you. So we need to be ready to go because anyone can beat anyone in this league. Okay, Sam, thank you very much indeed. Uh, of course, fans back in the building up in uh, Kakadi tomorrow makes a difference. Yeah, it did make a difference for Dundee tonight. They went 3-0 up and then gave the lead away and lost on a shootout to Manchester. And Glasgow with the crowd, uh, they uh, they lost in overtime to Guildford, who've really struggled for wins. So, uh, not a guarantee that it'll produce a positive result, but uh, it's certainly going to make a difference. And yeah, I was one of the Steelers' travelling fans of that game Sam was talking about back in uh, February 2020. And uh, yeah, when that building gets going and if the fans are, are really up for it, um, it's it hard be. for them though, isn't it? They've won one in 16 or something now. 17, is it? I don't know. Yeah, it's one in 17 One now. in 17 now. It's hard for fans to get up. So their fans tonight were brilliant, weren't they? Oh, they were terrific. But all they just need is a little bit of confidence because this losing streak they've been on now, 11 games, they've only scored 17 goals. But if they just get a couple, it'll all come flooding back to them yeah. because you know there's plenty of talent in that team. Kevin, Kevin, and they're just not Kevin, quite there Kevin, at the moment. Kevin. Trying, trying to walk past us there, Kevin. Oh, Kevin yeah. Schultz joins us on the uh, podcast. Uh, just been doing some some weights and some lifting. Um, that was a, a tight game tonight. How was it for you? Uh, it was a weird game. You know, it felt like we had control of the puck and, you know, control the pace. But, uh, you know, the score was different. But uh, we ended up on top. Does it get frustrating when you're playing a team and you have 50-odd shots and you're only 2-0 and then 2-1 up? Does it get frustrating on the bench? Yeah. Grip the stick a tad tight? Yeah, sometimes you do, you know, we just wonder, like, you can't buy one sometimes, but when that happens, you just got to keep working and, you know, dig down deeper, throw everything at them. A lot of um, time for you on the power play unit as well today, but it seemed like their penalty kill just seemed to be on everything the Steelers were trying to do. Both penalty kills were, you know, really strong in this game. Yeah, you know, they're, you know, give them credit, they have a good kill, they block a lot of shots, and they commit to, you know, the process and what they want to do, and... Unfortunately, we couldn't get one on the power play, but uh, hopefully we can tomorrow. Quick word on Saxe, who jumps back in the lineup. That can't be easy, can it, after a couple of months? I've, I couldn't imagine. No, no. but yeah, 
credit to him, you know, he's uh, he's been working hard to get back in shape and uh, it showed today, I thought he came back and played well. Okay, last time you went to Fife, no fans, no atmosphere, hopefully it'll be a bit more rumbustious tomorrow and that helps, doesn't it, it gets the juices flowing. Yeah, you know, it just helps get into the game after sitting on a bus for five, six hours, whatever it is and to, you know, to have fans in there, you know, gets, uh, gets the blood flowing a little bit quicker. Okay, good luck. See you later. Did we just have the no off Justin Hodgman then? Did we just have the, I'm eating so I'm not speaking to you? And he runs out the room. Fan favourite Justin Hodgman runs out the room. Who wants to speak to us? John? John? No? You're not in the talking mood, John? No, not in the talking mood. It's going to be Keaton then. Have we, have we done Keaton yet? You're live actually on, so you kind of know where to go. You know where to go, big guy, know where to go. That was a frustrating one, wasn't it, tonight? It was a little frustrating, yeah. Um, I mean, you got to give it to those guys. They played in Cardiff last night. They come here today. They have four D-men. they got to play at home against us tomorrow. They played hard, you know. It's... Well, I'll let them into a little secret. Before the game, we were stood in the kitchen, and you looked at their lineup, and you said, <laughs> I actually feel sorry for him, those, those guys. And it, it, it is tough, isn't it? It is tough. And, I mean, you got to give them credit. They played to a system that kind of frustrated us, and... We had to do everything that we could to, to get the two points, so it's good that we did. I don't want to talk about this game. I want to talk about Winnipeg Jets. I'm a Jets fan, oh, so you were one of my guys for a while. So, uh, yeah, I just want to talk Jets hockey whenever it's happening. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, oh, man, just... Well, it was a while back it's now. Funny, so it's, funny, it's funny when I asked him... You know what? The, it's funny when I asked him his NHL question, I said, what was it like on the plane eating when you were flying back? I just wanted to know the glory stuff, didn't I? It was pretty cool, though, wasn't it? The plane was the best. You always had your meal waiting and a beer or something waiting for you, so that a little different than the bus, but uh, those were definitely the good old days. God, so I'm interested in that stuff. Going. Yeah. Ask him your Jets. Well, question. I think I'm the only Jets fan that ever rated Andre Pavlik, so... Okay. Yeah, so I'm guessing that... What did the players really think of him? Because the fans didn't seem seem pretty happy when he was gone and Hellebuck came in. I love Pav. He's kind of a quiet, keep to himself kind of guy, but he was hilarious. He, uh, yeah, he's a typical goalie, right? A little weird, but great guy. I really liked him. Tell you what, we always do this with the NHL guys. Like, best player you ever played with? Best player you ever played against? Ooh, best player I ever played with would be. Kevin Schultz. Cole Pitar. As a forward, Drew Doughty, defenseman. Uh, best player, Crosby, Ovechkin. Yeah. Those guys. When they come down on you, what goes through your mind when Ovechkin's coming down on you? Hopefully my goal is ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's just, uh, you know, they're just so good at everything they do. Yeah. You just kind of try and be the best that you can be. Yeah, I'll <laughs> the best. I'd think that if Alex Graham was coming down on me, let alone a Vich game. Hey, good, good luck in Fife. Uh, good luck in Fife tomorrow. Thanks, guys. You want to say a few words, Phoebes, or not? No, no. Yeah, Phoebes is going quiet on us. And uh, I must admit, I always like those. It's funny you asked the, the playing question, and I, we were coming back from Denmark, and I just go, just tell us what it's like on the private jet. And uh, I love those uh, those stories. We got Pollock in uh, there. We had another strong game for us again tonight, didn't we? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a couple of goals, you know, you think you might be in front of the man of the match, but I think Tanner perhaps needed the confidence boost of maybe doing an Eddie, so maybe that will push him to the front of the queue. But yeah, he's got a team that plays better against the good teams when it's structured and it's disciplined than we have when it's a little loose and open like this. Well, possibly, but I think also the Steelers play better when other teams attack the Steelers yeah. because when you forecheck high, 
if the Steelers can get past the forecheck, and not all the time they can, you know, see the Steelers turn pucks over in their own zone and give up things, but think back to that Belfast game. Yeah. Belfast put the pressure on, and when the Steelers get past that forecheck, suddenly the Steelers are attacking three wingers, fourth defenceman joining the play, and it's a rush on goal, and it's exciting, and it's fast-paced. But we saw early in that game, the Flyers would carry the puck over the red line, and even when they didn't dump it in, what would they do? Well, there'd be one other forward and three others waiting on the red line for when the possession was turned over. They never committed to going forward and putting bodies into the offensive zone. We saw it with the clan. They were, if, it, if the top line was out on the ice, if it was Yellowhorn, Wire, and Laporte, yes, they'd go and try and score a goal, but last couple of visits they've played it safe and just waited for the chance to come they haven't tried to force it and that doesn't really suit the Steelers so when good teams good teams when the top teams in this league have played the Steelers it can go both ways because we've seen the Devils win 5-0 here and we've seen the Steelers um, beat the Devils we've seen the Steelers hammer the Giants so they're certainly very different games but the Steelers job in these games is just to survive them and get two points and that's exactly what they've done tonight. Who just had your sexy? Hmm? Was that Bob or was that Pete? Pete. Pete. Oh, poor old sexy's been petered. <laughs> the the fourteen minute uh, the fourteen minute conversation. So it's been a couple of weeks since you've been down in the dressing room area. Mm. Did you notice anything different? There's something different. Did you notice it? I've not. No, I've, I wasn't expecting to see anything different. So I've not really been uh, been looking around for it. Well, Mike Moyer, he's where I'm going with this, and I noticed his first game. They're lifting weights after games. They're working after games. He's got them. He's got a presence. He's just actually just to our left here at the moment. And uh, it reminded me very much of when, he's, when his brother was here and, uh, and whatever. But, uh, and that's something that I think we needed to be a little bit more disciplined in that area. And after games, and, and I can see that being a, a great appointment that we've just made there. Yeah, it's, it's not I think his brother was a huge loss. Yeah, it's not something you do for a short-term game. All of this is putting building blocks in place for later in the season because, you know, there are going to be times come the end of this league campaign and, you know, hopefully into the, you know, cup finals and playoffs when a team's really going to be stretched, they're going to be tired, might be down bodies, and you just need to find that extra energy from somewhere. Well, this is them putting that extra energy in the bank now, you know, and all that work that you, you put in at the start of the season pays off at the end of the season so you know you're maybe not going to see the benefit from it tomorrow night you might see it come uh, come the middle of april big question of course is hayley where is dean because he normally joins us at this part of the podcast oh, I'm not sure. you don't know where he's gone mm-hmm. well hayley you have to come and talk and give us your you don't really have to <laughs> don't, don't worry don't worry <laughs> i got a message from dean at the end of the second saying oh these games against five are so hard to photograph and it, it well there aren't any more now that's uh, that's the uh, home series done against the flyers two yeah. more trips away one tomorrow and then one later in the year the schedule whilst it's been crammed has been pretty kind to us in who we've played in that sense but the big games are coming up now aren't they the the cardiff games are coming yeah, up the, the, and those belfast games five belfast games which pretty much will determine i think where this championship lies yeah i i took a sh- shot of the uh of the fixture list a while back because it was just trust me it's changed again today <laughs> yeah but it's just news dom- coming out Tuesday yeah it was just dominated by you know the Steelers <clears throat> were playing 5-5 five, five, Dundee 5 Manchester Glasgow, Dundee 5 Glasgow 5-5 yeah. five, five, Dundee Glasgow 5 Manchester 5 but Glasgow, to win a championship you've got to beat these yeah. teams haven't you but then the final 19 games of the season I think it was there's 5 against Belfast 3 of them on the road um, there's three, 2 more against Nottingham and 3 more against Cardiff something so yeah, but the Steelers 
just need to be in the race, and they're very much in the race. Doug Christensen used to send... Well, he only sent me to one fixtures meeting. Um, but when Doug Christensen sent me to the fixtures meeting, he said, I want the last two weekends against who you think are going to be our toughest opponents. Now, at that time, he thought it was going to be Nottingham and he thought it was going to be Belfast. And he wanted our last four games against those teams because, ideally, he didn't want those games to count. He wanted it to be done by then, so those games kind of didn't matter. And just a different way how teams look at the scheduling. No, you completely agree with that. You think if the the season ends with the schedule as it was produced at the start, it's two home games against the Belfast Giants. So you're thinking that, well, if you get five points ahead, they don't mean anything. But even if you're three or four points behind, you're still in the title race because the, because the, uh, the title is in, your own, uh, is in your own hands. You know, the Steelers know all about having the title in your own hands going into the last day. Um, 2015 with Dowd and Legui beating the Cardiff Devils. Remember that one. They were behind the Devils, but that win took them above. And so playing catch-up all season helped by having the rivals on the last day. Well, they're not on the bench. I'm waiting for Pete Spencer and Bob Westerdale as well. Maybe get a word out of uh, either one of those two to see what their perspective is. Andy Aikis just in front. Andy, anything to report? Everything good? All good. All good? I'll tell you one thing that I would like to see from the Steelers. I think we're a more explosive offensive team when Mosey plays as a forward. And until David Phillips comes back, that's not going to be an option. But when he is back, I would prefer Mosey as a forward. Just because I think... The offence seems to have a little bit more about it. Obviously, it can only affect one line, but it's the knock-on effect of players moving to other lines. I just think we're... Uh, I mean, we scored our 100th goal of the league season tonight, so, you know, we're by no means a, a weak offence. Far from it. We're very strong. But I think we're a little bit stronger with Mosey as a forward. Is it a two-horse race or a three-horse race? Three. I'm not counting you, Cardiff. You think Cardiff are in this? Yeah, I think they're third favourites at the moment, but they're certainly in it. Um, because, again, everyone's got to play them a few more times, so... You know, Cardiff know that if they win the games that matter, they're going to be uh, very much in contention. Steelers have still got to make another trip down to that building, and Steelers, well, you don't go down there and uh, and produce solid defensive performances very often. We've never conceded non-one or two in Ice Arena Wales. Always three, four, five, six, or seven. And, uh, you know, got to go down there and survive another game at some point. Uh, stick two points on the Devils' side and none on the Steelers' side, and... You know, it's uh, it's a little bit closer again. Another thing we haven't discussed since uh, our last podcast, Nottingham, changing the coach, ex-Steeler Wallace goes out, ex-Steeler uh, Matheson comes in. Thoughts there? And will they stick with him for the year, you think? Well, I tweeted this out, that um, the day that uh, Matheson took over was the day that Kevin Domain came back and they went on that great winning run. And then Domain missed the Steelers game here and the Panthers lost. He was missing last the following day, and they lost. He was missing tonight, and they've lost. So the winning run coincided with Domain coming back. They've now lost three in a row because Domain's been out. They're not a one-man team, but Panthers have struggled for goals a little well, bit. It would at times be a bit season. like if Valley was missing for us because yeah. Valley's just critical for us right now, isn't he? Yeah, I mean Valley's consistency. I think thirty-three games this season, and he's scored in all points in all but six of them, either goals or assists. Um, you know, he got an assist again tonight. So. You know, he's hugely important, but yeah, I just think the Panthers were sort of due a little bit of a bump just because of the games they had to play. You know, they went on a Scottish triple header and, you know, this, you know Glasgow were, were in a little bit of a rut at the time. They got points out of the, out of the other games. So I think it was just uh, a little bit more of an accident of the fixture lists and the men coming back rather than anything particular that Matheson's done. I don't think Panthers are anything more than just uh, 
a decent mid-table side this season. Pete Spencer joins us. He's been in the uh, interview room. I think Agent Sachu Danielson and Aaron Fox. What was the message that came? Uh, we've spoken to them both as well, but from from your side of things, what were they saying? Well, it's interesting because I I put it to Aaron that was he disappointed with with three one? You know, you score in the first minute of a game like that, and you think against a side with four defensemen, or oh, is it goal night? Is it point night? Are we going to see? then pull away and I think we were talking about this before the game JJ that it, it it felt like it never kind of really happened you know all that pressure in the in the middle frame and you, you wanted just to see them get that little bit of separation something that you know when you look back at the game against Glasgow and you look back at the game tonight and obviously the Dundee game the other night haven't managed that against these bottom sides for for a while now um, but I mean Aaron put the point to me that you know nine wins out of ten you know, that's exactly the return that you want. So. And to win a championship, you have to beat these teams. And we, we've just mentioned that. Many has, many has been the time when we've lost to an Edinburgh or we've lost to a Fife or we, we've come unstuck against those teams. Done well against Nottingham Cardiff, Belfast, and then kind of lost it against the bottom teams. And that's what you, you need to do, like you say. It's, as long as you, you keep putting up those two points and keeping the pressure on those chasing you, um, that, that's what you want. So, you know, I thought Barry didn't have a huge amount to do in the... In the third until they got the goal back and then you start to start to worry when they go on the power play but I thought actually we looked comfortable all night really so I think more of the same tomorrow night and if you come away with a four well obviously six points in a week you'd be happy with that wouldn't you and having Danielson back we he, he was rusty he wasn't the Danielson we remember but just getting him back early now for that running he said that it was a really special moment when he was announced out onto the ice tonight. And he He's said, a soft old soul, actually, Saxy, mm. isn't he? He is a bit like, yeah. oh, you know, I was a bit emotional, I had to calm myself down. He, he has that kind of bit to him. Yeah, and I think that's why the fans warmed to him in the Elite Series. You know, even though they weren't there to, to watch him, they could kind of see that actually, you know, he was a player that cared about the club. And in the interviews that we've done, that certainly comes across as well. And I think actually... That, that moment and, and the thought of being announced back out onto the ice is what kept him going through the rehab and these kind of lower body injuries and, you know, ligament injuries. They can be... It can take a while for a player to come back from and you've got to have the motivation to keep working on the exercise bike and keep working out and stuff. And I think that's what's kept him going. And it's great to see him back now on the ice. When we uh, introduced him, when he was lined up just before the anthems, did you see the little leg... Uh... Uh, video that went up and it was uh, you know from Karate Kid wipe, in, wipe on wipe off Daniel San and uh, he did it for us right at the beginning of the year before we'd seen him play one uh, one single game and um, the Luca Valoran all those guys they were all doing daft little gifts and he did the old Daniel San wipe on wipe off wipe on wipe off and uh, he said to me uh, on Wednesday, he says, can you find that out? Can you play it? Can you play it? And uh, they played it. I knew you'd have spotted it because you spot everything. Um, let's talk about Robert Dowd. We haven't spoken about Dowd yet. Um, it's a great achievement that's coming his way. He'll probably come tomorrow now with nobody watching. But uh, he's a special player and it's a special moment, isn't it? It is, yeah. And it's reward for, again, all the hard work he's, he's put in over the years because... You know, you can't achieve something like this by accident. You can only achieve it through a lot of dedication and a lot of battling back from injuries. You know, this record would have been achieved long before now if he'd not had the time out of the lineup that he's had in, you know, in several seasons throughout uh, throughout his career. So, you know, a testament to always wanting to be better and always wanting to work hard. And you know, a player that you know is uh, very much part of the, the fabric of what it means to be the Steelers. He's chasing immortality, isn't he? He is indeed, and you know. 
we all know how good Jeff Legui was and you know the, those that are ahead of him in the table the, the shooters and and such like so it would it, be nice to see him be up there it's what he deserves he is one of those you know poster boys for the club and, and has been and will continue to be for I'm sure many years and to see him up there where he belongs that's, that's what he deserves really isn't he he's been superb and of course, he'll become the elite league leading scorer, I guess, with the change of leagues. Yeah, and it's always, you don't want to decry what, what Steve and what Ron did, because what they did was phenomenal. And without those two guys, we probably wouldn't be, be stood here. But when they played in those first two years, they were shooting against Stevie Wonder and they were playing with a couple of his mates, weren't they? It was a different level. They both went on to play at the top level in our league. And, and be productive for us. But a lot of those points were against the Isle of Wight, against Crowtree, against teams like that that really had never seen anything like Nemeth or never seen anything like Shudra. Yeah, the, the record that Legui holds is, it comes in two parts. It's most goals in the Elite League era, so not just League Cup playoffs but also European games, but also then in top division seasons. So you can go back to 93-94 when... Yes, Shooter and Nemeth are still banging them in, but you just don't have the um, English Division 1, British Division 1. It's, you know, Premier Division, Super League, Elite League only. And, you know, that's the top level of competition. And, you know, Legui managed 266 across his nine seasons and Dowd will get it uh, hopefully within a few games' time. We got a great interview with Jeff, not a great interview, we got a great piece that I phoned his wife up and asked him to, asked her to, because Jeff's not the greatest of speakers in the world, is he? You know, trying to get 30 seconds out of Leggy was never, he was never. He would never enjoy doing an Eddie, would he? Oh my God, Leggy? No, no, he'd have been straight off. But uh, I've got him, and he's got his, one of his kids sat on his knee, and he's, you know, it's a congratulations video that we've got ready to play on the big screen um, when it happens, and... Uh, Hopefully it'll happen very soon. Yeah, you hope so. And you hope it happens for Dowdy in front of the fan, in front of a packed house. That's where you want it to happen. Like you said, not up in, in front of Fife, in front of 200 Scottish fans, or they might, they might be allowed a few more in now. Yeah. But I just wanted to go back to Steve Nemeth. When, when you, you look at the goals in the amount of games, 356 goals, 241 games. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous, isn't it? When you look at how many goals per game he was getting at that time, and you... Yeah. It, it's skewed, isn't it? And, and there might well, that be. That was at a time when an import never scored two or three a night. No, yeah, it was no, on the was, plane. It was 90, 90 in that first season alone. Yeah, it's a lot of goals. It's a lot of goals. It's a My lot voice of goals. was hell. <laughs> Storming, Steve. It was like, yeah. Yeah, and and you know, I was trying to do some some maths the other day. Maths isn't my strong point, Jonathan, but. Um, what does Dowdy need? 20, 25 a season for the next three or four years to potentially get within reach of Shudra, do we think? Or? Well, Shudra's 329, if I remember rightly. Um, so, yeah, it'd be something like that. But that's, I think just getting to one ahead of Ligui will cement Dowdy's place. I mean, he's cemented it already, let's be honest. But hey, One day he's, he's numbers up in the rafters, oh, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. But it's... Um, yeah, I mean, you can, can compare across eras, but... It does, Dowd doesn't need to go past Ligui or past Nemeth or past Shudra for you know that particular validation. It's a nice record to have if if he does get there. But you know Dowdy's place in Steelers history is was assured a long time ago. Okay, it's been a while since we've done this. Anything you want to chip in? Yeah, one piece of news: a result from the NIHL Bees five, Peterborough four, a win for Curtis Warburton. Excellent. Is that his first? Uh, no, he's been. Well, that's why he wasn't here today yeah, yeah. because he had a game for the bees, and I think people were very surprised when they saw Brad Day come out. Um, Do you know that the number one, the other goalie in Bratnell, 
right? So you're a professional. Number one goalie in Brannell. You book your wedding today in the middle of the season. What's all that about? I think that's Adam Goss, if I remember rightly, yeah. from my NHL game. Now, there's two things I'd point out to you, Pete. One, why would you do that? And two, have you got no plans to invite your teammates as well? <laughs> Are you saying to your teammates, forget it, just buy the present, but you're not coming to the day? I think there's that many people who've been wanting to have a wedding at some point over the last 18 months that when restrictions are lifted and you're allowed to have it, you just get it done and get it out of the way. Yeah. Good to see Brad's face back here again, wasn't it? Yeah, I took a picture of him in the tunnel and I, and I said to Aaron afterwards, you know, he's, he's, it's nice to have Brad back in the locker room. And he said, yeah, I really, really, really like like Brad. He's and, such a likeable bloke, isn't he? Yeah, and, and you know, you can see the, the affinity the fans have for him and it's just great to see a smiling face back around the place, isn't it, really? Yeah, I imagine he'll be playing with Telford tomorrow, so I'm not sure what the Steelers are, uh, are going to do back up netminder-wise. I have no if idea. If Curtis is going to be available, I'm not sure what the Bees' fixtures are. Um, I'm fairly sure the Telford Tigers are playing. Well, you so just I hope the Gus doesn't have too much to drink on his winning night, don't you? You took the words right out of my oh, mouth there. <laughs> 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 Failing that, an import's got to sit, a non-homegrown player, because you can only put 14 on the ice. Uh, sorry, 14 in the squad, so if you've got two goalies, that means someone else elsewhere on the roster is going to have to make way. And that's, uh, you know, with the transfer deadline coming up, it's going to be a decision that's either going to be made so that it's not a problem anymore, or it's going to be a concern every single game as to who misses out. OK. Any last things, Pete, or are you done? No, I was, I was just thinking, and I haven't looked into this, but obviously there's, you've still got... Um, questions about you know where are we with import limits and things like that are we are we one over well, we, are, like we are where we started now aren't we we are where we started when Stojanovic came in um, so we're a full lineup when one of our goalies sits out um, on, on the import front so now we are back to kind of full strength again yeah and it'll be good I mean Aaron was saying that um, you know Davy Phillips could have given it a go this weekend but probably back in for next, next weekend so That'll be good to see, you know, that decor getting back to full strength. But actually, what a job Sam Jones has done in, and how much he's come on since, um, since we've only been down to, to kind of six recognised D. I, I asked Adrian about that and he said, yeah, Jones has really come on. You know, he looks assured, he jumps up in the play, he's getting opportunities. I mean, he had a great opportunity there with... Yes, yeah, Steelers, yeah, just drop it down there, sir, yeah. Thank you, thank you. There's got to be a show on, haven't they? Because they're rigging out yeah, here now. Full, full pack down in the arena. Tonight. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. Here's another one, though. You talk about Jones, and Jones does... And Jones has had a lot of, uh, you know, patting on the head, hasn't he, recently? Has Davy Phillips had enough patting on the head? Because I think Davy Phillips... And we all wondered, no Ben, no Ben O'Connor, how does Davy cope with that answer? Very well, and has, in fact, I think, become... I think he's had probably his best spell for us. Yeah, I mean, Davey on the surface doesn't seem like a guy who gets bothered by a lot of stuff. Um, but uh, just by the nature of, of the, the way he plays, all eyes are, are not on him because when the puck's going down the ice, he's the one staying back. So if you're following the play, you're following the puck, you're not following Davey Phillips. Um, and it's not often the fans come away from the game saying, I thought that defenseman's play along the boards was terrific tonight. Um, but... With most nights, David Phillips, it is. And the number of pucks he wins back and, you know, good zone clearances, they're not the things you remember from games, but they're the things that set up the pass that does win the game. So just by the, the nature of his position, he's not always going to get the plaudits. And I think the last couple of times he's got man of the match, it's been in a defeat and he's not had the chance to, you know, accept the, the acclaim on, on a winning night. So... Hopefully, you know, he'll be back in the lineup soon and uh, the Steelers can afford him that, uh, that chance to celebrate.
Yeah, completely agree. I think he is probably the most underrated stealer in the in the roster at the moment. And I think, you know, like Jonathan just said, I think he he should get more plaudits. Um, but I think I think he has stepped up in the absence of, of Ben O'Connor. Like you said, I think we were we were wondering how what Davy was going to be like. I mean, they're the, the combination for GB, and I think actually there's been a lot more fluidity to 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 the back six. I think actually everyone can kind of play with everyone and. Um, it's interesting how many combinations there are out there. I mean, Sam Jones was playing with, well, he started off playing with Mosey tonight, was it? Or he was playing with one of the top liners, certainly. So, oh, oh, Kevin Schultz, that's, you know, started with Kevin Schultz. And, you know, that's a combination where we thought Schultz and Saxby Danielson, that's what played in the Elite Series. That's maybe what, what they'll go back to. But, yeah, it's just, interesting to see the flexibility. Just one second, we're having a little chat with you, Dean, sorry. Can I just ask the important question? And the punters at home won't find this interesting. Are all the photographs off the bench on my machine now? Have Absolutely, you yes. Yeah, Perfect, yeah. you've done your job, you the, can go out. They are they or not? No, they will be when get home, Oh, no, because I've got to do them tonight before okay. we go. While, while we're talking I've promised the people. So the, the viewers, so to speak, <laughs> here viewers. now, every weekend David says to me, I'm going to get straight on those as soon as I get home. At least 24 hours later before he does oh, them. I've promised them to that young they lad. They'll be ready for that you. Little Zach. They'll be ready when no, you get that home, little, David. That little Come Zach. On, your podcast, your podcast. Uh, You'll have them. Part time. Part time. I think we're done. I think we've had a good one. Welcome back, boys. It's yeah. been. Uh, nice to be back. Yeah. I've got to be honest, it was quite nice in there. Just two people. You just got the work done and the way you went. You don't realise all the stuff that goes on around here uh, in a match night now. But it's, uh, I must admit, it's been good today. It's been good to be back. It is, but we've got to remember we're not out of the woods yet. This virus no. is still hanging around. And Says the manager sanitised? Yeah, because I've just needed to go and have a cough and I'm yeah. making sure that there are no problems here because nobody wants to go back to, to how it was. Um, and it's great that you know the fans have turned up in good numbers again tonight because we want that to be the case uh, moving forward. So let's just uh, keep doing the right things. OK, Jonathan Furley, Pete Spencer, myself, Dave Sims. Thank you for joining us on the Sheffield Steelers podcast. I hope you're back listening. <laughs>